Hey there, I'm Amanda Marcotte and this is How to Be a Badass-ish. The truth is, we're all badasses, we just forget. Because we also forget that we're human and sometimes we fall on our face. Join me in celebrating all life's failures because ultimately, that's the only way we grow. Hey guys, so today I wanted to talk about relationships and I want to kind of touch on all relationships, right? We've have, we have a multitude of relationships in our life that are varying degrees of love. And I say that specifically because we have those relationships that we feel like we hate or loathe the person, but we always forget that the reason we have such intense anger towards them is because at one point we loved them dearly and unconditionally. So relationships, when you immediately say relationship, you think of your partner, your lover, your best friend, your parents, your kids, your siblings. How many times do you actually think about the relationship you have with yourself? A few weeks ago, I interviewed the amazing Dr. Anita M. Jackson, and one of the things that she mentioned, and I found fascinating, and I have not been able to stop thinking about since, is her description of being on purpose and having a calling. And I'm going to, I'm going to, what's the word? I'm going to shrink it up here. I can't think of the word. Um. Basically, what she said is we need to have a relationship with God and we need to have a relationship with ourselves. And you can call it God, goddess, universe, source, creator, whatever you want. I'm talking about the higher ultimate power that controls all of the universe. And to even the atheists that think that there's nothing else, you die and that's it. I'm going to ask you a couple of really quick pointed questions going off on just a smidge of a tangent here. Why can they measure exactly the same amount of people losing mass after a body dies? How can they measure energy that surrounds your energy field or excuse me, your body, the energy field around your body that can not only react to, but is receptive to all of the energies of every other life force on this planet, not just humans, animals have them and plants have them and scientists are able to record this now. And how come if there's no greater source out there, how can so many patterns and so many um, things from history exist? Because we think that we're at the height of technology right now, but honestly, way back in Egyptian times, they were at a higher technological standpoint than we were in 1950s, right? Like we had electricity, but everything that they had built, they had done with their hands, not with machinery. So just by that standard, they set this precedence that sort of got the truck moving very slowly. And then once we hit like the 20th century, the truck turned on and the engine started and took off. So that's my little thoughts. Um, But anyway, the relationship that we have with God 
and with ourselves should be the most important relationships we have because then we are ready for the intimacy of other people. And I recently listened to this um, self-led meditation where, um, or excuse me, the I recently listened to a guided meditation and it was talking about body love, loving your body. And it shocked me when I did it because, and I've mentioned on here before, I was a former dancer. I was a former cheerleader. I had a very healthy body. I had strong muscles. I had very feminine curves. And um, I, I knew that I knew that other people saw me in a certain way. I never felt that way within my body. I always felt unattractive. I always felt um, almost like an imposter in my own skin, like I didn't belong there. And that has carried throughout my entire life, regardless of what has gone up or down, whether I've manifested being unhealthy and weight gain and all of that stuff, or if I was consciously aware that, no, I had to fix this vessel that I have been in. There's always been this lingering, um, almost like annoyance, kind of like how you feel with a younger kid around you. You you love it, and yet you, you still can't stand that it's hanging out with you. It could be a younger sibling or a niece or a nephew or um, a kid in the neighborhood, right? You remember when you were like just hitting puberty and you knew it was fun to still play with those kids and yet they were young enough that they just felt overly obnoxious, right? You would never cause them any harm. You wouldn't want to um, wish them away, but they also drive you insane. That's kind of how I felt towards my body, like... Yeah, I'm I'm I don't have cancer and I don't have hair falling out and I still have a relatively erect skeleton so I don't have any muscular or skeletal issues so like what is there to really hate and yet I couldn't understand what is there to really love right I didn't love my body so I'm listening to this meditation and the woman actually said, you are going to probably have some emotion stored in your body. And I'm not foreign to this concept because the mentor that I work with, um, Jade Rader, she's an energy worker. She actually can go in there and like surgically pull out all of these blockages that are happening in your energy field. And so I wasn't, I wasn't unfamiliar with it. I thought, oh, okay, I'll probably feel something go through. And oh my God, I started this meditation and she says, okay, start at your toes and just feel the grounding, feel your feet into the ground and actually say, hello toes, hello, beautiful toes. And I felt ridiculous. And she actually calls me on it and says, yeah, you're going to feel ridiculous, but why do we feel ridiculous acknowledging the beauty within our own vessels? 
So this gets very interesting because she has you slowly go up your body and she describes it in a way that is kind of like the sun is rising. So you see the light hit your toes and then it just slowly goes up your body. That was sort of the way she wanted you to touch each part of your body and acknowledge the, your calves and, and have you flex. So you could actually feel your calves. And um, she said, if you're, because it was specifically for females, because we seem to hate our body <laughs> on, on an extreme level. And it's shocking. I mean, it's not confusing. I know why, because if we love ourselves, then big companies don't make any money. The modeling agency would cease to exist as, as Twiggy, her wonderful, androgynous self um, made sure of. But if you love who you are and you love your body, then people don't make money off of you. So I'm going through when she's talking about getting up to your hips and feel how sensual they are and how feminine they are and like grab your butt and in the way that a lover would type of thing. And I couldn't help but start sobbing. And when it got to my stomach, which I don't have a flat stomach, I've got stretch marks, I'm a mom, I don't feel like my stomach is attractive, but attractive by whose standards? And that's the whole point of this podcast today, because there's no way in God's green earth I could be on Victoria's Secret. I don't look like a 12-year-old boy with boobs. I definitely do not have a flat stomach. I'm not 5'9". I don't have a spray tan, right? Like there's all of these very Barbie doll plasticky type of things that we attain to. And yet my husband finds my body extremely attractive. And how do I know this? Not only does he tell me, but we have sex all the time. So that's the, that's the other thing is we're so worried about what other people think of our bodies that we forget that there is literally somebody in our bed. And if you are single right now, Chances are there was somebody at some point in your bed and will be in the future if you so choose. Maybe this podcast will make you go, fuck it. I'm, I love myself enough. I don't need anybody. Um, but regardless, someone at some point in history has found you attractive. Whether you are aware of it or not is irrelevant. It's that you cannot sit there and say, that you are not attractive for X, Y, and Z because every single body type, I can tell you at least a person, if not a person, a multiple era in history of when that was considered the epitome of beauty. And at the time, what is popular now would be disgusting, right? Case in point, um, overweight and and very, very large people were considered the most beautiful specimens on the planet in the early 20, what is it, second millennium. So like early 1400s, 1300s, the obese people were the most beautiful and were sought after. And the reason is because if you were fat, you could eat. And if you were skinny, then you were starving in the streets and you couldn't feed your family. Nobody, nobody wanted to be skinny at all. The other thing that I find fascinating is the reason that white skin, and, and this is one that needs to just go away. Like, I don't understand why this one stuck around. 
Um, but the reason white skin was considered so attractive, very much like being very large in like the Victorian era, is because of the same aristocracy. It was if you were rich, you never saw the sunshine. You could basically become a fucking vampire, which is why all the vampires stem out of Victorian age. Did you notice that? Has anybody paid attention? Every vampire story that where they're not apparently fairies instead of vampires and glittering like unicorns, which is ridiculous. Every actual vampire story basically starts in Victorian times. And it was because they would powder their skin to make sure that they were pasty, deathly white. That was considered attractive because, and only because, if you had any melanin on your skin, it showed that you were a laborer. It meant you went outside, that you worked outside. That was it. They wanted to look like vampires because if they had any color to their skin, it meant that they were not rich. So, it's just fascinating the way that society and media and magazines and all of these places seem to do everything in their power to convince us that we are unattractive, that we are unwanted, that we are unloved, that we need them for anything to feel good about ourselves. No, don't get me wrong. I love me some eyelashes. I do. I love the way my eyes look with fake eyelashes. Mm -hmm. I used to be a makeup artist, so I enjoy playing in makeup. Yes, there are times that I feel more attractive with makeup on me. But here's the thing. And ladies, I want you to think about this too. Do you feel more attractive with makeup on because now you can pretend you look like something you don't? Hello, contouring. Or because you don't have enough love for yourself to look in the mirror without all the crap on and actually see the rosy cheeks and probably some blemishes and maybe some scars and some not so perfect eyebrows, which I'm going to interject a very, very hilarious quote from the new Middle Finger Project book by Ash Amberger. If you haven't read it, you need to get this book. It is phenomenal. She actually makes a comment about how she felt like to to attain perfect middle class. Um, what? Um, oh my gosh, my brain just totally shut down. Um, in order to attain the perfect middle class stature, you had to get those eyebrows painted on that looked like somebody had stuck mini tat. Um, uh, oh my gosh, why is my brain not working? It's because I'm not supposed to be talking about this because I totally went off on a tangent on everything. Two pays. That's what it was. <laughs> Holy cow. Yes, this is this is my podcast, everybody. This is why I choose not to edit because you would miss amazing gems like have happened in this one. I digress. I'm going back. Okay. So if you if you feel like you are not comfortable in your own skin and being able to look in the mirror and actually see and love every part of you, then marketing has won. At some point, you believed somebody else's opinion that is not physically inside your body, that is not physically a part of your life. And if they are, you need to ditch them now. And 
um, didn't actually have any say on any of your choices or your future or anything else. You allowed this one person to say that you were not attractive for whatever reason. And I'm going to go back to the original thing of who are you to say that you are not attractive to someone? Because Marilyn Manson is um, married. So, so is Mick Jagger. If he's not married, I don't even know if he's married. Maybe they're not. I know for a fact people are attracted to them and they have dated people. I find them to be unbelievably unattractive on so many different levels. But somebody found them attractive, right? Honey Boo Boo exists because somebody found her mom attractive. And that's not that is totally a slam on Honey Boo Boo because I think she's a terrible, terrible human being and she's being raised wrong. So come at me, bro. Anyway, <laughs> it had nothing to do with physical appearance. I, I'm listening to this meditation circling all the way back to the beginning because it seems to be a very important download that I'm getting today. When I'm listening to this meditation... She's talking about how if you go slowly up your body, you touch every part of your body and sp pay special attention to the parts of your body that you definitely do not love and say something nice and then thank them for what they do for you. And I started sobbing because I got to my stomach and I know so many women feel this I got to my stomach and all I could think about is what I looked like in high school and what I looked like before I had my son, what I looked like before I got unhealthy and had cystic acne and all of this stuff going on with my body. And the funny thing is, is as I thought about those at the exact same moment, something in my body whispered, yeah, but you hated me then too. So I also find it interesting that we have a tendency to think back of what our body used to look like as if we ever actually appreciated our body in the first place. You know when we should wish our body looked a certain way is when we were three and four and five years old. I love naked babies because they have the confidence of Venus herself. <laughs> they, they don't care because they love their bodies. And when you see a four-year-old girl in an outfit that she loves, and I'm talking about everything from the super extravagant dress up, which I honestly never did because fashion freaks me out for a multitude of reasons. Um, but the ones that that dress up in their mom's heels and put on their mom's makeup and put on pearls and everything is drowning in them, but they look in the mirror like, yeah, right? <laughs> like you can just see them exuding like how you imagine Bette Midler was in front of family when she was four years old, all the way to the awesome little scientist girl that has those crazy goggles and like just crazy stuff all over her body, maybe a colander on her head and like a towel for a superhero cape and 
whatever. Like it doesn't, it doesn't actually matter what we were wearing or what we were doing at that age. We had no qualms about how much we loved ourselves, how much we appreciated our bodies, how much we were open to the universe and to the downloads and the imagination and just the power of connecting. You watch a child, a five-year-old child will stop dead in their tracks, like having people just hit them on the sidewalk and like, all of a sudden it looks like a boulder stopped in the middle of a river and people are parting to get away from them. And the adult, and I'm guilty of this, the adult will sit there and freak out. What are you looking at? What are you looking at? And they're trying so hard to get your attention. Come here, come here, come here. And we're so impatient and so ready to move forward and just like blow past that moment when that little five-year-old sees a caterpillar and is more fascinated by that caterpillar than anything they've ever seen in their entire life. And at the same time, that five-year-old probably has crazy messed up bed hair. They might have a little bit of dry snot on their nose from when mom blew their nose and didn't wipe it well enough. They might have a little bit of dirt on their knees because they were in the dirt playing with the earth itself and just feeling the energies and, and talking to their spirit guides and whatever else. And they just, all they wanted was to show unconditional love. All we wanted was to show and receive unconditional love. That was it. That was our entire purpose. And that's one of the things that Dr. Anita Jackson was talking about is truly loving yourself and truly loving the source. And understanding that when you do that, everything else is effortless. That five-year-old kid, if you show them unconditional love, and often even when you don't, that's the most fascinating, horrifying, and amazing part. You can tell when a child has a good home because they are usually wanting so badly to help everyone and be nice to everyone. And we train that out of them. We teach them to be in a hurry instead of looking at the awesome caterpillar. We teach them that you can't wear that thing. It's it's too small. Now, granted, I know there's a, there's a gray area. I don't want anybody to jump down my throat. Yeah, you tell a 12-year-old girl she cannot wear a mini skirt and she can't wear a tube top, and it has nothing to do with whether or not she has power or love of her own body. It's that we still need to teach men not to rape. And unfortunately, that 12-year-old girl does not need to learn that lesson if she hasn't already, because we've talked about that. But if you tell a five-year-old that shirt's too small, you can't wear it. And all they can think is, but I just love it so much and it fits. I mean, you can see my belly button, but it fits, right? They don't care. It's what makes them happy. And we teach them to be self-conscious of their bodies. We teach them to dampen their dreams. We teach them to not trust and love who they are at their very core, which of course becomes teenagers, which just solidifies by society and everything else and confirms that, oh yeah, no, that's how you operate. You hate yourself. 
we have movies that talk about it. I mean, the Mean Girls, Regina and the plastics when they're standing in front of the mirror and they're like, oh, God, I hate my thighs so much and whatever. And Lindsay Lohan's character is standing there watching them going, I don't understand. What are you doing? And when she doesn't hate who she is, they look at her like she's an odd person. And then it goes all the way into adulthood. This exercise program for mothers to get your flat tummy back. Well, unless your appendix is falling out of your torso, which can happen if you have the separation of your ab muscles. If you're trying to heal your body and get your ab muscles to go back up to being a corset, then yeah, exercise. Don't do sit-ups because it's very bad for your body. Don't run because it's very bad for your body. There's some bodies that can do it, but not most feminine feminine people. They, it, it, there's something about the way our bodies are structured that it actually hurts. And when I got to my stomach with this meditation, kind of all over the place, but when I got to this, to my stomach, I cried. I cried so hard and I just kept saying, thank you. Thank you for keeping my child safe. Thank you for making sure my body was safe. And it just kind of got me thinking, especially with the Dr. Dr. Anita M. Jackson's episode. We need to have a better relationship with our bodies. We need to appreciate what they have done for us. We need to be thankful to this vessel that we have chosen. All its scars and everything. Because if we don't, then no matter what mental stuff you do, and no matter what emotional stuff you do, and no matter how hard you work out, you're always going to feel guilty. You're always going to have this negative energy hanging over your head. And I am not perfect about this. I struggle with this as well. But it's something I think we should all try really hard to do better. And the first thing that you can do to do that is literally use your hands like a sunrise on your body and acknowledging and thanking every single piece. Because that, that's how you be a badass. Thank you guys so very much for joining me today and for listening. If you loved this episode or hated it, I would love to hear your feedback. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at howtobeabadass-ish. And I look forward to talking with you guys again soon. Have a wonderful day.